Welcome to the Exalted Word Podcast with J.C. Akwaku, bringing you instruction from God's Exalted Word. It is our prayer that you will be inspired with novel principles continually reach for higher heights. Now, it has become necessary for us to become adepts with the things of the Spirit. Um... A lot of us have been brought up with this kind of new creation mentality where we are taught that we have dominion over Satan, where we are taught that the devil is already defeated, he's under our feet, and all sorts of teachings in that regard. Yes, it is true. We are new creation. We are we are Bible says that if any man be in Christ is a new creation, the old things have passed away. It is true that we are new creation in Christ. It is true that there are realities that follow our translation into the kingdom of God, our blessing into, into Christ. There are realities that, that, that accompany that blessing. But also true is the placement of Satan in his work in our everyday lives and we see it every day there are people who claim they are new creation and they've come under several places they've come under the dominion of sickness they've come under oppression depression there are people who commit suicide because of a certain plague that the devil has brought them under and it has become so necessary for us in a time like this to be exposing some of these spiritual realities has become necessary for us to have our eyes open into the depths of the spiritual so paul in his letter to the corinthian church in first corinthians chapter 12 verse 1 he says that concerning spiritual things i do not want you ignorant now the king james version puts it this way concerning spiritual gifts but actually if if you 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 Check the rendition of that, that scripture, you realize that even in the King James, the word gift there is italized, meaning that it was not in the original Greek translation of the scriptures. It was added to sort of add meaning to the text. But in reality, Paul wasn't talking necessarily about spiritual gifts in isolation like that. But it was he was opening up a whole compendium of realities into the spiritual world so he says concerning the spirituals i mean that's another way to put it concerning the spirituals certain versions to put it concerning spiritual things i do not want you to be ignorant these are realities in the spirit first corinthians chapter 12 verse 1 you can read with me let me read from different versions so that we get we get the point i'm trying to make First Corinthians chapter 12 verse 1. Now the King James says, Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I will not have you ignorant. Like I said, the gift has been italized, meaning it wasn't part of the original version. Um, let me read from the BBE. But about the things of the Spirit, my brothers, it is not right for you to be without teaching. The BB puts it this way about the things of the spirit. So actually, what Paul was trying to talk about was 
things relating to the spirit realm complete a complete package of realities that relate to the spirit realm he wasn't limiting it to just spiritual gifts and a lot of us have have pioneered this teaching that concerning spiritual gifts he wasn't talking about spiritual gifts in the realities of the spirit that we have certain manifestations that we may classify as spiritual gifts or we may want to call spiritual gifts but that is not all that the spirit realm is about there are so many realities in the spirit realm the Darby translation says what but concerning spiritual manifestations brethren I do not wish you to be ignorant the BEB says now concerning spiritual things brothers I don't want you to be ignorant so now I, I believe we get the point I'm trying to make realities of the spirit is an unending package amen the spirit realm if I should say is is an unending dimension of realities it boils down into infinity you cannot measure the depth of it you cannot measure it in all its fullness it measures up to infinity and what you can do to benefit yourself is to go as far as you can Bible says that God himself he is a spirit and that they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth so actually our journey in Christ is a journey into spiritual realities it is a journey where we must be exposed to spiritual truths it is a journey where we must be awakened to spiritual the spiritual dimension it is not enough to be going to church is not enough to be, 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 be studying the Bible just like that. You must understand the spiritual realm and how it works. Amen. Now, our subject for today, for today and possibly for the next few weeks, we are going to be dealing with a subject that has become a center point in recent times. If, if you are in Ghana and you've been following the news for some time, you realize that there are people that are, especially the old women, those in the north, in the northern part of the country, some of them have been accused of witchcraft, some of them have been stoned, some of them have been sent to what they call witchcraft centers, and they've been isolated from society. The question is, what is the truth about witchcraft? What is witchcraft? Why should a Christian learn about witchcraft? Amen. I'm sure these are questions you've asked yourself sometime. And I'm sure these are things that you are seeking to be exposed into. You are seeking the truth about. Hallelujah. And by God's grace, we've come with a message of truth to lead you into the realm of the Spirit concerning the realm of witchcraft now there's so much i want to talk to us about when it comes to witchcraft 
witchcraft as we have it i don't know how many of you know this that witchcraft is actually a religion that is studied in schools like the way people go to school to study theology people go to bible college to go and study bibliology to go and study physiology and stuff like that hermeneutics and all that witchcraft is a religion that people go to school to go and study people study to become witches amen so you may think that oh we, we are in ghana they they like it's normal for us but then it has become so advanced that a whole course has been designed for it in the universities where people pay money to learn how to become witches amen it's a serious thing and a lot of the things that are dominating the world tonight in, the, in our days are birthed from the witchcraft world a lot of the things that have become popular especially amongst us the youth is streaming from the witchcraft world so i want to talk to you about the root and the foundation of witchcraft in the book of samuel first samuel chapter 15 verse 23 For rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft, and stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry. Because thou hast rejected the word of the Lord, he hath also rejected thee from being king. Amen. Now this was in the days of Saul the king. And there was a time where they were expecting the, um, the prophet Samuel to come and lead them into, into the worship of God but then someone delayed and then King Saul in an attempt to keep things going decided that oh he was fit to offer the sacrifices to God but then after he did the Bible says that Samuel reported on the spot and, and told him that his rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft what is witchcraft what is rebellion now all that someone was trying to say is that to understand witchcraft in its foundation is in the place of a rebellious soul or is in the place of rebellion witchcraft is sourced from a place of rebellion whenever you are considering the subject matter of witchcraft I want you to have this at the back of your mind that whenever you consider the subject matter of witchcraft whenever anyone mentions witchcraft at its core at the foundation what you should be thinking about is rebellion 
And we are going to define rebellion soon and how it fits in into the concept of witchcraft. Hallelujah. Yes. So, at its root, at its core, the concept of witchcraft, at its core, we have what we call rebellion. And to rightly define or to rightly understand what rebellion is, we are leading on to the, the perfect understanding of what witchcraft is. Now, when you talk about witchcraft, the first person to suffer in principle under witchcraft is God Himself. Amen. The first being of any kind to come under or in principle to suffer under witchcraft, suffer in quotes, is God himself. Because from foundation, it is in that place that we find where true rebellion, rebellion is. The Bible says that in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was without form and void. When darkness was upon the face of the deep and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And then God commanded light to be. The Bible says that after God created everything, He saw that all that He created was good. And on the seventh day, He took rest. But before this time, so much had happened in, in what many call the gap theory, what many have proposed as a gap theory, so much happened before God finally came to a point of saying that all that I have made is good. The Bible says on the seventh day, he took pleasure and he rested from all his works. So in Genesis chapter 1, verse 2, it reads, And the earth was without form, and it became void. Actually, when you read it from the Greek, the word that, that was used there actually translates into what, we, what the, um, the verbs become. So actually, what, what we can read in that scripture is that and the, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth became formless and, without, and, with, and, and it became empty. Amen. The, the earth became void and empty. Between the space of Genesis 1 and Genesis 2, what happened for the earth to become void and empty is where we bet the concept of witchcraft. Hallelujah. For rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft, and stubbornness is as idolatry. So God, in His perfect majesty, issued and then called forth all of creation out of himself. God became the center point 
In Isaiah, he says what? He is seated in the circle of the earth. He became the source point of all things that are in the created dimension. God is the creator. God is the source. God is the foundation of all things. And then in time, he made, in, 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 in trying to create um, a system for himself, God made certain beings that we have come to know today as the angels. And among these angels, there was one he created as the bearer of his light. And in the book of Isaiah and Ezekiel, we come to see the perfect description of this, this angel. Let's, let's read from Ezekiel chapter 14. Sorry, Ezekiel chapter 28 from verse 12. This son of man, take up a lamentation upon the king of Tyros, and say unto him, Thus saith the Lord God, Thou sealest up the sum, the sum full of wisdom, and perfect in beauty. Thou hast been in Eden, the garden of God. Every precious stone was thy covering, the sardius, the topaz, the diamond, the beryl, the onyx, and the jasper, the sapphire, and the emerald, the carbuncle, and the gold. The workmanship of thy tablets and of thy pipes was prepared in thee in the day that thou was created. Thou art the anointed cherub that covereth, and I have set thee so. Thou was upon the holy mountain of God. Thou hast walked up and down in the midst of the stones of fire. Thou was perfect in thy ways from the day that thou was created till iniquity was found in thee. Thou was perfect in thy ways from the day thou was created till iniquity was found in thee. Now this was describing God in his original creation. Now we all know of the Garden of Eden that God planted eastward in Eden. But prior to this, there was an original or should, if I could say there was an, an Eden before the Eden that we, we, we come to know as the dwelling place of the first man, Adam. And it was in this space that God gave charge. He gave dominion to the cherub that is being described in the book of Ezekiel 28. As the anointed cherub that covered. The Bible says that every precious stone was his covering he's described as perfect in beauty he's described as the one to whom god 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 placed his pipes within if god wanted to soothe himself with the sound of music if god wanted to soothe himself even by beholding beauty the bible says he was perfect in beauty but then he says, until the time that iniquity was found in him. Amen. We see a man or we see a being 
that was perfect in beauty you see a beam that was placed or that was positioned on the mountain of god you see a beam that has power with god in his estate in his mountain until iniquity was found in this beam amen for rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft now in the hebrew context when we speak of rebellion let me describe what it says what one word that is used to describe what rebellion is is the word contentious or one who is contentious To be rebellious is one who distrib- or who, who, who reveals the attributes of contention. Let me explain that. Actually, when you break down the word con- contentious, or when you break down the word of someone who es- expresses the attributes of being contentious, you have the word content before you have the adjective that describes it so actually when when we are talking of rebellion we are talking of one who thinks in himself that he is content with himself one who thinks of himself that he is full of himself now it is in this space that we find what we describe as pride what is rebellion or who is a rebellious person anyone who thinks of himself who thinks that he is sufficient of himself anyone who thinks that he can usurp God in his majesty anyone who thinks that in his life God has no place in his life anyone who thinks that of myself I can stand I can live that's why the Bible says that it is only a fool who says in his heart that there is no God it is only a fool who comes to a point say that he doesn't have an origin it's only a fool who says that in his life he doesn't have a source it is in this place that we bet witchcraft it is in this place that rebellion bets witchcraft that was in Eden he was in the mountain of God he experienced God's person because distributive energy in the creation was also present in he hallelujah God in his creation actually what he was doing was was he was dispensing himself as an energy system God was breaking down himself as an energy system and each created realm or each created reality each created reality each created space each created being is actually a house that holds the energy of God in himself hallelujah I hope you are getting it anything created is actually an expression of God in his person it's actually an expression of God's energy is actually a compendium of God's energy. 
So the flower is a flower because a certain energy of God has taken on that form. The human being is a human being because in the expression or in the flow of God's energy, it took a form that birth, that birth, that gave birth to that form that we come to know as a human being. The animal, the sheep, the goods, the plants, the trees, everything. They are an expression of God in his, in his perfect form that, that decided to what? To distance himself. So now everything that exists is taken on a different side of God's nature. It's taken on a different side of God's form. With God being the act, being the, the, the eternal source of that energy. So now what happens? I want to show you a scripture. Now in Psalm 35 verse 5. Psalm chapter 35 verse 5. Says what? Let them be as chaff before the wind. And let the angel of the Lord chase them away. Let them be as chaff before the wind. And let them be. Let the angel of the Lord chase them away. Now, let's recalibrate the scripture so that we, we, we are able to see the light that I want you to see. Is let them be as chaff before the wind, and let the angel of the Lord chase them away. Now he's speaking to the people that have become like chaff that are carried by the wind. But then, in essence, what he was saying was that it is not just a wind that is carrying these people he's describing as a chaff, but it's actually describing an angelic force that is driving them away hallelujah can we see that let them be as the chaff that are carried away by the angel who expresses himself in the wind let them be as the chaff that is carried away by the energy of god that is expressed in the wind even in the form of an angelic force hallelujah please have you seen the light so every expression in creation, when you see the heavens, when you see the earth, when you see the wind, when you talk about the depths of the sea, all of them are revealing a certain energy of God. All of them are describing a certain expression, a certain distension of the energy of God. So in the book of Revelation, he speaks concerning the angels that hold the winds. Amen. The angelic beings. Actually, the energy that 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 the, or the force that holds the energies of the wind, and these are angelic beings that that have been released by the person of God. Amen. So now, coming it all together, we can see that everything in the created dimension actually carries the essence of God's person, the essence of God's energy. So now, where does um 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 rebellion comes in 
Now, rebellion comes in when a being in the created dimension thinks that of himself he can exist outside of the reality of God, outside of the dispensing of God. Hallelujah. For a being, a created being, for an angel who carries the, the, the energy of God to say that of myself, no, I can't be subject to God. Of myself, I think I am content to myself. Of myself, I think hmm, I can be like the Most High. Of myself, I can be like the All. I can express the features or the attributes of the All. Then this being is coming to a point of rebellion. And it was God who suffered this first. You are there talking about baby, baby, baby. And we feel for and this and that and that. God came under the sin of rebellion. God was the first person to be plagued by a witchcraft manifestation. Where a being that was created to express him arose one day to say that no this by my will i don't want to be under god by my will i cannot be subject to god but i'll be like the most high this is the foundation of witchcraft rebellion pride that breeds rebellion pride that breeds rebellion pride that brings rebellion Pride that bets rebellion. When you see someone speaking proudly, the next thing that you can think of that happens to the person is number is, is, is the sin of rebellion. When you see someone who talks as if in himself he's all sufficient then you are considering someone who is, who is expressing the sin of rebellion. And it is in this place that God describes as witchcraft. Now witchcraft is not so much as the diabolical expression that, that we've actually, um, how do I put it, we've actually um, 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 branded this with. Witchcraft is an everyday thing. There's a diabolical aspect. There's a, the dimension where we know of, um, of um, spirits and demons, um, um, people contacting alien spirits and all that for certain manifestation in the earth. But witchcraft is an everyday expression. And to come under the plague of witchcraft is not something so diabolical. Amen. We shouldn't demonize witchcraft so much. In your office, there's witchcraft manipulation there. In the church, there's witchcraft manipulation. In your class, in your school, there's witchcraft manifestation there. Hallelujah. People who think of themselves, they are all that. People who think of themselves, without God 
they can become all of that. Thank you for listening to the Exalted Red on Podcast. You can join our weekly live stream every Sunday at 7 p.m. on Podbean at Beauty Apartment. For weekly inspiration, subscribe to our Telegram channel at The Exalted Red. Like our Facebook page at The Exalted Place Incorporated or WhatsApp us on plus 233-244-230-722. And until we come your way again, always remember you are the standard.